Hey tribe, welcome to the Empowerment Bookstore Podcast. In today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us, uh, a high school friend of mine. We call her Saj. She's a multi-talented individual hailing from Kent, Ohio. She is not only a poet and an author, but also a spoken word artist and ceramicist, showcasing her artistic abilities across various mediums. Mediums. Her writings have revolved around profound themes such as love, spirituality, healing, self-awareness. And her debut poetry album, Jonesen, A Requiem for Love, has made waves as it is among the first submissions for the newly introduced Best Spoken Word Poetry Album at the Grammy Awards. Besides Jones and for Requiem, Saj has authored two poetry collections entitled When the Seed Sprouts and her upcoming release, uh, A Lotus by Any Other Name. So without further ado, I'd love to bring on uh, a favorite friend of mine, Saj. Hello. Peace, Queen. How are you today? Doing good. How are you? I am phenomenal. It's great to see you alive and well. Tell the viewers who you are, what you've been up to. Uh, it's great to have you. Absolutely. So um, my name is Saji Sami, poet and um, a spoken word artist. I am all around artist, really. I'm just a creative person. I do ceramics. Um, I do hair. So that's... That's what I've been doing the last few years. I've, I just closed my salon actually this summer. So I'm done with that phase of life for now. Anyway, well, full-time anyway. Um, but yeah, poetry, writing, that's my main, that's my main jam right now, so. Force a habit. It's, it's the technology era where I forget to hit the unmute button. <laughs> I remember your artistry with the hair. Oh my goodness, you are phenomenal. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into just allowing yourself to create these spaces for yourself to express yourself in these ways. Um, well, honestly, this is really who I've always been. Like I realized that I'm just a beautician. Like I'm here to just beautify things. So you give me some nappy hair right? Give me a pile of mud, give me some words, and I'm going to make it beautiful. I'm going to make your experience beautiful. I'll make a home beautiful. I'll make you a beautiful meal. I'll make, you know, I'm just, I really am a beautician. So that's really, um, that's where it all comes from. I was born in Woodstock, New York. That's the city where the music festival happened in 1969. Woodstock 69. Yeah. So um, I think creativity is just literally in my blood and I feel I feel my best when I'm creating so and if I'm not creating something every day or writing something every day I really feel I feel like what am I doing like <laughs> you know so that's really what it is it's just who I am it's really my purpose to just be creative Ooh, I love that for you. I love that for us. The ability to be like, hey, my self-expression is my expression and watch me express myself. Yeah. Um, your newest book, how'd you get into that? Like, how did that, how did you manifest that and allow yourself to bring that forth? So um, 
Um, my newest book is called The Lotus by Any Other Name. It's right here, it's a choreo poem. So um, Ntozaki Shange, she coined the term choreo poem. Um, she wrote uh, the choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. And if you're not familiar with that play, um, there was also a movie that Tyler Perry did, which I wouldn't recommend for your first time, for your first introduction to For Colored Girls, because that's not really, um, that really wasn't her vision. Um, so if you have a chance to see the play or read the book, I would highly suggest that. But this, um, A Lotus by Any Other Name, was highly, highly, highly influenced from that choreo poem. And I actually, it's wild because um, I actually started writing this the night in Tazaki Shange died. And I didn't know she died until the next morning. And it was a thunderstorm that night. And I just wrote the, I wrote the name of the book and I wrote, um, it just kind of popped in my head. But I knew, I knew that I, the idea for this play had been brewing for, for a while. And I just never like sat down to write it down until that night. And um, I wrote a couple lines from one of the poems in there that night too. And I just kind of like went to bed, but I woke up the next morning, I saw that she had passed. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I just felt like, I really felt like she gave me her stamp of approval, honestly. Um, so I, I started writing, uh, it actually took me maybe like a couple weeks later, I started really like digging into to writing it. So it took me about, what year is this 2023 it took me a good i mean off and on like four or five years to really write it just because it's it's about um healing from just trauma heartbreak um all these things so it was really hard to to go back to some of those places to draw inspiration to write from um but it was a very healing cathartic yeah. thing so um, I'm really proud of it. This is some very vulnerable mm. poetry. Um, and I I was a little afraid, honestly, to uh, put it out just because, um, you know, people, you know, assume things, but I, I've decided that I don't care. Um, someone else needed this besides me. And really that's why I got super serious with writing because during the quarantine, I was watching um, the verses with Jill Scott and Erica Badu. And Jill Scott said, if you write, if you're a writer, you have a responsibility to put your art out because sometimes you're not writing for yourself. Sometimes you're writing for other people. Sometimes you're not writing for right now. Sometimes you're writing for 20 years in the future. So um, that's really what did it for me. So I'm really proud of it. It's um, a beautiful, choreo poem is going to be a play, a stage production. Um, I'm shooting for August, September. Um, but yeah, so that's really, that's how it all came about. Jeez, sis, I absolutely love it. Because, you know, we've been, we've been tapped in since high school. Like, thank God for social media. I've been able to see you flourish. I've been able to like, witness life with you like on the sidelines and be like yes come on come on sis come on sis come on sis like i see you doing it um now mentioning that 
your book is coming from a vulnerable place and I can understand being like, okay, I have what feels like a secret to me, but it's really a gift for other people. Uh, what kind of impact do you strive to make with your writing? Um, I, I really just want people to really take that journey of self-love. Like self-love is not, it's not optional. It's literally a requirement to live a good life. And that's really what I want for, um, that's really my goal for writing is just to really hit people right in the heart space, um, to really just encourage them and inspire them to just start loving yourself right now. Like we wasted so much time trying to like fit into other people's personalities to like, we wasted time not loving ourselves. We wasted so much time not loving ourselves. And I, if I can catch somebody, um, if I can catch someone like early, you know, and I, I really write for, honestly, for me, for like my teenage self, right? Um, and I have three daughters too. So of course I want them to, to, to read it too, but also for all, for all young women, I'm a little older now, but had I really like, had I really understood the concept of really loving and valuing yourself, um, I think life would be a little different, but it's, you know, I had to go through these experience so I could contribute my part to the piece. So I, that's, that's it. That's my goal is to, um, just invite people into like love and it doesn't always it's not always like the butterflies and the and the you know love is for brave people love is for strong courageous individuals and it's 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 not easy it's not easy it is easy but this shit is hard okay so yeah i uh, oh yeah that, that's really my goal so yeah I love it because love is, it is, it takes courage to be vulnerable in the strength of love, to be like, okay, these are my true and deep feelings and you accept them in everything. Uh, so as a, as a mother and a mental health advocate, you've kind of touched on it, but tell us a little bit more. How has your personal journey influenced your creative process? You, you said that it's a little bit hard, but how did you push through? Because I know there's a lot of writers out there that have stories that are worth sharing and they just can't get over that mental stronghold to let go and really share with us the thing that we need to hear from them. Mm -hmm. um, well, when I, I just stopped being ashamed of struggling, <laughs> I stopped being ashamed of having, um, you know, just going through hard things. And when we go through these things, we're think we're, we think we're the only ones that are going through this. And we all go through these things. We all feel the same emotions and, you know, just through different experiences. So, um, I just stopped being ashamed and I said, I don't care. Like this is a huge, this is a human experience. And if I am to live the full range of the human experience, I have to go through these things and um, learn from them. And so really that's how I really got through. I just saw every struggle or every obstacle as a lesson. So I said, okay, what do I need to learn from this specifically so that I can flourish? because I'm really in the mindset of things aren't happening to you, they're happening for you. So um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to feel like I'm a victim because um, I've been victimized for sure, but I'm not a victim because I'm not, I don't live in that space. You know, I've learned lessons from, from about myself, about my own interaction, about how to interact with other people. Just, I've learned, I'm learning the lessons and that's really what um, got me through. I didn't, I didn't take a lot of the things that I went through personally um, on a, on a one-to-one -one personal basis, but also we'd be mad at God. Like we'd be mad <laughs> that we're going through these things. So I didn't, I really even didn't even take it personal from God because these are lessons that, you know, we all need to, to grow. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And growth is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable and it hurts sometimes. Uh, growing pains, okay? So yeah, um, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to be a whole human. And so that's really what got me through. Oh, I love it. And so, you know, we grew up same. Go ahead. Oh, um, I was I was going to say that I I've seen people um, in my personal life and just by association get stuck in their misery. You know, I've seen people get stuck mm. in 20 years in the past and 50 years in the past. And I just on a, on a constant mental loop, reliving the trauma, reliving all the things. And I said, not me, no, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live. That part, <laughs> that part. And I'm not gonna let anyone control how I live. Like that's wild. So, yeah. Yeah, it is very liberating. It is very freeing. Now you and I grew up same era. So we got a lot of the same, I can tell by the way you title your things. Um, Requiem for Love reminds me of Requiem for a Dream. Uh, Jones and like, I, like, I got to love Jones, you know, for your body and your skin tone. How would you say uh, combining spoken word and music um, plays an overall experience for your audience? And what role would you say that has for your creative expression? Well, spoken word and poetry is like, it's part of the musical world. People be forgetting about it but rap literally means rhythm and poetry. So um, yeah, poetry is very much a part of the musical world. Um, wait, I forgot the question. <laughs> you tell me the question one more time. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So what is the, the question was, um, what role does music play for you in your creative expression? Oh. And I guess you touched on it. How does combining spoken word and music enhance the experience for your audience? Um, yeah, music is a huge, 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 huge influence. It's literally everything. Um, music is its own language, its own frequency. Music literally touches more people than anything in this world. So, um, yeah, music is definitely heavily influenced. Like you said, like Jones and um, I got that off of, you know, Love Jones and then the whole soundtrack. Um, but I, I incorporate music just as another, as another element, you know, it's part of the meal for me. Um, I mean, you know, I, I do poetry without music, but I think that music 
just the sound, the frequency just draws people in. Um, and I try to, when I, when I do my spoken word, when I record, I try to really kind of, I also write to music too. So I, I sometimes allow the music to influence the poetry, right? Just the, not, I don't listen to like, um, well, I, I listen to all music, but when I'm writing, I try to listen to instrumentals just cause I don't want to, um, I don't want to like regurgitate the same thing from a certain song that I'm listening to. I will try to, uh, kind of flip it or come from a different perspective. Um, but I, I just, I let the song and the, and the rhythms and the just kind of influence how I say a piece or influence like the flow of the piece. Um, but music is definitely involved in everything when it comes to poetry for me, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so um, I hope I answered that question. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Now, you do a lot of different things. I like remembering that we are Renaissance women. Uh, but as an artist who delves into multiple creative disciplines, what advice would you give to aspiring artists who are looking to explore different mediums and find their unique voice? Um, I That's a great question. Um, what advice would I give? Um, don't listen to people who say that you have to pick one because you don't. You don't have to pick one. You can. You. We are capable of multitasking many things. We do it every single day of our lives. Um, and so I've been told that numerous times that I have to pick. I do ceramics. I do hair. I do. I really do everything when it comes to creative art. I do beading. I do all kinds of things. Um, but some of it. I realized, right, because we're in the age of monetize everything. <laughs> and so that that part stressed me out because I'm like, how am I going to juggle all these things? And so I realized, I'm like, you don't have to monetize everything you do as an artist. Some things I just like to do because I enjoy doing them and I don't necessarily have to make money off of it. So I think that would be um, my advice. Don't, one, you don't have to monetize everything because everything is not for monetization. Um, to find the time to do it just make time we have so much time we really do and if you make time for it then you know you'll do it but also find your purpose with the art like sometimes we just create just because we're creative beings but a lot of the times for me anyway art creativity is closely linked to divinity for me. And so uh, I have a line in one of my poems that said, um, poets are prophetic. We translate divine messages into layman terms. And that's really how it feels for me. A lot of my creativity doesn't really come from me. It's literally a divine message. And I'm just, I'm just writing it down. Sometimes I write pieces and I read them like, damn, I wrote that? Like what? So um, yeah, find your purpose with with your art and do that. Like, like I said, I'm a beautician, so anything that I do, any art that I create, I know I'm still working within my purpose, right? I'm still beautifying things, so Ooh. I don't ever feel like I'm. 
I don't ever feel like I'm a failure if this part fails because I'm still a beautician, regardless if I'm doing hair or if I'm writing a poem, you know? So that's that's what did it for me. I said, okay, well, that's just what it is. So that's what I'm gonna do. Ooh, she said, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm still beautifying things. Ah, ah, I adore it. So with all of that, right, you know me, I'm all into health and fitness. And the biggest thing for me is finding the balance. Yeah. So with your creative mediums, how do you, how do you as a mother, a mental health advocate, a writer uh, of multiple different things, a beater, a hairstylist, how do you find and create and maintain that balance? Um, I'm still learning. So that's one thing. <laughs> I'm still learning how to maintain the balance. Um, but I also don't sleep a lot. Um, I know that's not the greatest thing, but I have a lot of energy and um, I don't need as much sleep as I think that I do. Um, but I wouldn't recommend that. Don't don't do that. Um, <laughs> but finding the balance, um, I'm still I'm still finding the balance. I just I just try to. Um, really just find time to do the things that I do. Now, sometimes I will um, not, so I'll write every day. I'm not writing a full poem every day, but I'm writing lines. I'm writing, you know, just thoughts, I'm journaling. So that, that helps because when I do have time to sit down and really like write, write, I go back through my notes and I, you know, I pull a line and I'm like, okay, this, this is the poem. And it's been, it's been brewing in my head for, <laughs> for days, but yeah, balance. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I, <laughs> how I create the balance. I really am. I really just try to keep my mind balanced. I think that's, the most important part for me, even if the day is like chaotic, I'm still very balanced and peaceful on the inside. So that, that helps me. Honestly, I meditate every day. I put my feet in the grass. Um, and usually I'm writing when the girls are asleep or when they're just, you know, um, done interacting with me. Um, but yeah, when, when they're asleep is when I get my most, um, creative times so i don't know if that's good <laughs> good balance but that that's the time that i have you know because you when you have kids you know you got to talk to them they need you know attention every single one of them they need you to pay attention to them <laughs> tony morrison is my favorite author and i watched her her piece on netflix and that's the same thing she said now hers is early early in the morning that's when she writes well, same. Me too. I write when the girls are asleep at night. Um, I literally, <laughs> this is terrible, but I really only sleep like maybe, maybe four hours. And I know that's not great. And I would love to sleep for like eight hours a day, <laughs> but I can't. I can't I have too many things that I want to do. And I'm going out on empty. So I got to get all this done. And I'm not, I'm not rushing my process, but I just know that I have other things to do. And so I'm like, all right, this is done. What's next? So, hmm. yeah, I love Tony. Yo, I love it. And you said Tony's my favorite. Tony is my favorite. I, 
Okay, yeah. so here's the big thing. As we wrap up, what are some future projects, endeavors, what you're working on? Is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, coming events, uh, release dates, what can we look forward to? Um, well, I have so many things that are upcoming. Um, well, like I said, my my latest poetry book, um, A Lotus by Any Other Name, is going to be a production. So I will be announcing some um, auditioning and casting information at the end of this month. Um, so that's upcoming. I also have a poetry show. So if anyone is in Houston, um, yeah, hit me up. I have a poetry show coming up on May 28th. Um, and what else am I working on? A lot of pottery things coming this summer. Um, so I'm merging my, 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 my <laughs> mediums together. So when I do pottery, um, it influences my poetry. When I do poetry, it influences my pottery. So I am merging those two and yeah, the summer is going to be good for that. Um, but I mean, that, that's all I'm really focused on right now. I do have a couple of, um, hair shows, although I'm done with clients full time I still like to create hair pieces so I have a couple hair shows coming up in August um but yeah that that's about it for now that's that's it you can um you know check my link and uh or my Instagram I post a lot of you know upcoming events and poetry shows and stuff on my Instagram Saji Sammy um but yeah that's that's all I got for now Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for being on the show. I can't wait to have you. You know, we've got, as you see in the top right-hand corner, mainly the left-hand corner, depending on where you're looking, uh, our shit show, Fit to Heal. You've talked a lot about healing from trauma and how you use writing and your poetry as a creative expression. Uh, we'll have to have you back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send you backstage. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my God, it was so phenomenal to have uh, a good childhood friend on here. And again, we still out here growing and doing things. Uh, Stanley Empowerment Bookstore will have yet another phenomenal artist out here making moves and trying to empower you to live your life and be your best self. I can't wait to remember the movie. Thank you.